Welcome to the Bioinnovation Spotlight at Life Science Org, where we shine a light on the next big thing. I'm your host, Dr. David Kirk, and I'll be talking to the people behind early stage translational life science across Europe, whose innovative research today may be the blockbusters and game-changing technologies of tomorrow. This podcast is produced for Life Science Org, a community where European life science CEOs, founders, and investors can connect, share, and engage with each other. Life Science Org members get exclusive early access to these episodes, as well as a network of their peers, weekly expert talks, and insightful sessions with other leaders in life science. Join the conversation at www.lifescienceorg.com. This week on Bioinnovation Spotlight, I'm joined by Dr. Maria Visnes, who is based at the University of Oslo and whose work is supported by Spark Norway. Maria has developed a novel concept for treating heart failure based on enzyme inhibition that has a potential first-in-class use of drugs modulating the extracellular matrix. Maria, welcome to the show. Please, tell me a little bit about your background. Well, uh, my name is uh, Maria Visnes, so I work as a physician. I'm training in cardiology at Oslo University Hospital, and I'll work as a researcher. I finished my PhD uh, 10 years ago in extracellular matrix and information heart failure, and I'm doing basic science. So um, now I'm uh, doing research on the role that extracellular matrix play in uh, the development of heart failure, with particular focus on, on the changes uh, that are called fibrosis and inflammation. So what is the big problem that you're trying to address in heart failure patients? Well, the big problem is that we are lacking efficient therapies for our heart failure patients. So we have a lot of patients worldwide that have heart failure. It's uh, about 30 million people globally. And half of the population have some drugs that works a bit. And the other half of the population have a type of heart failure that is called heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. So that is really a long word for uh, heart failure that is due to stiff hearts. So these stiff, uh, stiff hearts, they are unable to be filled efficiently with blood. So the heart function declines. And for this group of people, we don't actually have any efficient therapies at all. Uh, and this is a really large group of heart failure patients. So they count about uh, like 10 to 20 million people. Um, they have a very poor prognosis, like um, less than half of them are alive five years after their first hospitalization. They are really frequently admitted to the hospital and the population is increasing. And the reason for this increasing population is that the causes of this type of heart failure are combinations of metabolic risk and hypertension. Uh, such as diabetes, obesity, and high blood pressure. And these are things that are really common among us all, and we expect it to increase the coming years. So this is really a true pandemic of patients that stands without any efficient therapies today. So that's the huge uh, problem and the unmet clinical needs. And um, we have looked at this for quite a few years now, and there has been many attempts to try to develop new therapies for this heart failure population. And of course, we have tested like regular heart failure drugs like beta blockers, RAS inhibitors, and so on, but they don't work for this population. 
So that indicates that there are some other types of disease mechanisms that we are not aware of. And uh, that's where I feel uh, obligated to look further into that as a basic scientist also, because we need to understand like the molecular players in this type of disease. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the focus for our research. And, and the good thing is that we think we have found one of these players that could be targeted. That is good. <laughs> so you've identified a target. Now, what is your solution? Well, the solution is that we um, discovered that there was an enzyme that is located in, in the area between the cells in the heart, what is called exocellular matrix. Uh, and this enzyme were activated uh, during heart failure progression in rats. And we thought that this might could be um, something that was driving the heart failure progression. So we have tried to inhibit this enzyme in rats, and that works really well. So the rats that are treated with the inhibitors of this enzyme, they um, do not develop the same degree of heart failure as other rats. Um, and then we um, move forward with trying to understand uh, how this enzyme worked. And we have found that uh, this enzyme, it cleaves some specific components of the exosome matrix that are linked to, to the disease mechanism seen in the heart, this heart failure population of this stiff hearts, heart failure with preserved detection fraction. Uh, and that this enzyme is also active in human, in human myocardium. So we think it's a really high potential for um, this target to be something that could be targeted also in human heart failure to prevent this disease. You've mentioned your background is as a physician. Why have you decided to develop this as an innovation? Is the plan to start a company? Yeah, that's um, the, the plan forward is that um, we have some uh, made some new discoveries about this enzyme. So um, as I mentioned, we have found that uh, it cleaves some new substrates in the exocellular matrix, which we think is really relevant uh, for its action in, in heart failure development. And also what we also have found is that um, uh, the interaction between this enzyme and the substrate might be mediated by a specific site and that this site perhaps could be targeted uh, therapeutically. And uh, this is the basis for looking at some new class of inhibitors for this enzyme. Because one challenge in enzyme inhibition has been that if you target the enzyme right at the site where they cleave its substrate, you often get insufficient selectivity in humans. So that's something we have seen a, decade, a few decades ago when they develop other types of enzyme inhibitors. But um, one solution to that is um, you can target an exocyte, uh, a place at the enzyme that is not the catalytic site, but it's a site where it kind of binds its substrate. And uh, the plan is now to, um, to identify this site and, and to validate it and to use that as a basis for developing new inhibitors. And we will uh, continue with some basic science at the university, but we also planning now a spin-off company from the university to like bring forward this development of a new substrate and, and move forward with the commercialization phase. 
So what has inspired you to take up the reins of entrepreneurship? Well, it, it started with this uh, discovery, actually, a few years ago when I, I saw this enzyme and I saw its potential as a therapeutic target. And also as a clinician working with these patients, I, I know there's an unmet clinical need. So I kind of felt that it was my task as a researcher and, and a doctor to uh, do my best to develop new therapies. So, uh, and then it has been a journey from them, from them to understand how to do it the best. So, and what I've learned so far is that basic science is really like the foundation of drug discovery. So we need to build a strong, strong uh, foundation based on the basic science. Uh, and then uh, we have to have a clear goal towards uh, unmet clinical needs uh, and understand what kind of patients that we need to treat. So I think I'm in a position to do that because I, I have knowledge both from the start, like the discovery, and also um, of the clinical phase and the patients that will benefit from the treatment in the end. So, um, well, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of like started with the discovery and, and the potential I saw in it, yeah. What has been the biggest lesson that you have learned coming into the business side of things? What has been eye-opening for you? Oh, that's the good question. What has, it has been quite a lot. Well, I think, uh, well, at least one thing I learned is that uh, innovation is like a continuous thing. So perhaps before I went into this, I will had an idea of innovation was this moment of discovery. And thereafter, it's just like, regular job getting it into something a product or something it's hard work but it's like um, uh, more or less the same for every project I don't know but um, what I've learned is that you have to be innovative all the time like you will have a new problem you have to see it in a new way you have to find your own solutions so now I kind of feel like moving along with, um, with our plans and uh, everything, we kind of make like discoveries all, um, all the way. So, so we need to make new discoveries all the time to find a way to solve the issues that comes up all the way. So, so it's more like a mindset innovation than, than the moment. So that's something I learned. That's a really nice way of putting it, a mindset of innovation. Scientists coming into entrepreneurship for the first time is always fascinating to me. Uh, where do you hope your group will be in the next 12 months? Yeah, well, the next 12 months, I hope we have found this site that we would like to target. Uh, and I hope we have started with our compound development. So the plan is to uh, now first get all the information that we need to go into a screening or a drug design. And I hope that we have the company in place and that we also have secured the initial funding for the company. So we have some funding on the basic science part, but the company is, uh, is a bit in the future yet. But uh, within the next 12 months, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's the goal at least, that we should be there 
within one year. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Maria, for being on the show. And I really look forward to seeing where your research goes. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) If you are an early stage life science company or translational project ready to spin out and you're based in Europe, you can get on the show by going to lifescienceorg.com forward slash bioinnovation. You can get future episodes at lifescienceorg.com. Thank you all for listening and see you next time.